Welcome, friends, to the Gaijin Animation Appreciation Hour with your hosts, Sig Bisley and Colt Mauser. Before we get started, please be sure to like this video and subscribe for more content just like this. Now, let the animation appreciation commence. It's October, son. Time for frightening movies. Um... Sure. Frightening. Perfect, perfect Blue is not frightening. It's just, um, it was just kind of depressing. <laughs> it's. I see. I don't find it as depressing as you do, but it's definitely like that psychological thriller. But we'll let, let's hold comments on that because we'll get there. Anyway, I got some thoughts. We got some thoughts of some other stuff, but before we do any of that, you know what time it is. It's time for the news. It is time for the news. All right. So I got the most exciting news first. So excitement. Bandai Namco is restructuring. Um, they're combining, they're just combining stuff all over the place, moving stuff around. Uh, Sunrise is apparently going to handle Sunrise, their Bandai Namco arts video stuff and their rights marketing and Bandai Namco arts, um, it will consist of Sunrise, Bandai Namco arts video and, uh, Bandai Namco rights marketing. So that sounds like a bunch of red tape horseshit, a bunch of really Japanese red tape bullshit. Um, as long as they don't get dumb and move to California, I think they'll be all right. <laughs> Please stay in Japan um, where you're safe. There's a lot of mergers going on. I mean, it's not surprising, right? Um, Bandai Namco Collectibles is merging with Bandai America, so I don't know. Maybe you'll get less dirty figures. Boo. So, I know. I know. <laughs> Will you get... What's the point of it? We get, like, amorphous blob figures. What's the point of being Genderless alive? Genderless amorphous blob figures. Anyway, they're restructuring. I don't know that that signals anything terrible i think bandai is a pretty healthy company considering but you know you never know in the current marketplace so. i'm gonna keep a crooked eye on it yeah keep an eye out um so in related news uh sunrise is moving so sunrise is gonna be one of the three big legs of the stool if you will Ooh, legs of the stool. yeah for uh bandai is uh moving offices and the new office will be called white base that's pretty metal. And, yeah, I mean, these little cubicle workspaces look cool if they weren't, you know, <laughs> soul-crushing eight-hour-a-day. And by eight-hour, I mean 16-hour-a-day salary man, you know. Uh, no holding thanks. chambers. That's where you live now. But, uh, you know, you can have these cool etched walls of, you know, Char looking at you, laughing at you, like he likes to do. Probably make me feel a little bit better about it, right? What one of these chairs, though? Pretty cool looking. Anyway, who cares? It's just cool to see. I think it says something that one, Sunrise is going to be in charge of one of the three prongs, and two, that you know they're naming the place after White Base. Bandai knows where their fucking bread is buttered. That means more Gundam, and they know that UC Gundam still sells. Thank God, um, especially after Hathaway. So I, it's kind of the only good thing out there left. Of like the old school franchises. And let's let's pray somehow the Wokening of Japan doesn't happen before that. I'm then, knocking on wood. I I doubt it. I'm sure the Netflix Gundam will be terrible, but we'll see. Uh, I tell you that story. Just a quick aside. I was watching the um the second season of I'm Standing on a Thousand Lives. Yep. No, a million lives. No, it's even more trillions, important. billions lives. Fucking sure. trillion billion lives. Anyway. Um, so like their thing was they would like every few episodes, they would introduce a new character yep. to like be on their fucking ridiculous team to yeah. fight dragons or something. It's shit. like it's freaking, uh, seek it in. Yeah. Basically. I need my 108 stars. <laughs> it's not that bad. But anyway, the million lives. So they randomly introduced this like American character that was a lesbian and like for the whole first episode where she was introduced, she just talked about how she liked girls and she had some backstory about her dad like beating her because she liked girls or something. And then after that episode, never to be mentioned again. I mean, this is anime we're talking about, right? Like anime, like you can't be a special snowflake because you're a girl who likes girls. I mean, it was so a lot like, of that going around. It was so American horse shit, like, right? Intrusive. There's there's a lot of that going around, like. But it was funny because it got dropped immediately. It was that episode, and then after that, it was never fucking mentioned again. Still a disturbing sign. That's it. 
No, but what I took away from that is they don't even know how to do it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's I suppose that's like, a little bit of comfort. They don't even know what they're doing. They're just like, oh, you like this? <laughs> like, come on. That's implying that anybody in America knows what they're doing. It was pretty funny. Anyway, keep an eye on that shit. Yeah. Keep, keep a crooked eye out for it, right? And no, that's not a racist comment. Fuck you. Um, all right. So more news. We're getting to the sad news now. Oh, this is this is not that sad because it was kind of inevitable. So they've delayed Elden Ring, which is the next project from um, you know Dark Souls and yep. Bloodborne creator from Software that everybody's been spurging out about because he who will not ever finish his fucking books worked on it. <laughs> um, fuck you, George R. R. Martin. Nah, don't ever finish those books. They sucked. I don't care. I'm saying it. they sucked. I'd, no comment. There's, I, I got halfway through the first one and it just didn't. It wasn't doing it for me. But it's just fucking my like hack Tolkien garbage. It's all it is. Yeah, Tolkien. He's not. Anyway, it got delayed. It's now delayed till February. So missing out on the holiday season is going to suck for them. So I am. It is what it is. Well, uh, leaving a lot of money on the table. Yeah, it really is. But I mean, it's going to sell regardless of when it comes out. It's just. Uh, whatever. It's delayed. I'm a little sad about it, so I'm talking about it. Maybe by the time you listen to this, it won't matter because it's already been out for like five years. <laughs> you found this in the dank, crusty like corners of the internet. It's in the bargain bin at like Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. What are these idiots talking about? So, um, more news. This isn't all that huge, but uh, Super World Wars 30 is coming out. Which is cool. Sexy. Um, what's a little less cool is there's DLC packs, which Ugh. hopefully they're not shitty priced. And plus, you know, you'll have to have an account. Well, it's going to be available on Steam in the U.S., but if you buy like I'm planning on doing, if you buy the, you know, the physical Switch copy from Asia, you'll have to have a, an account with one of the Asian, um, like the Hong Kong, for example, Switch stores to buy the DLC. So that's... What it's, a pain in the ass. It's kind of annoying. Um but it's going to have Beltachica's children, which they always say that, but then it ends up just being like the freaking new Gundam anyway, so I don't know why they do that. Um, maybe we'll get the high new or something. The uh, super electromagnetic machine. Voltage V. Aw, oh, shit. Pretty hype. Soccer Wars. And some OG stuff, which I, I mean. I had the Voltage V theme song suck in my head for like a year. Yeah. I mean, it, game's looking good. It's got Magazine Z Infinity. It's got Zeta Gundam. Gaga Gaga Final. Lots of... Code Geass, if that's your jam. Boom. Original Gundam. Get a Robo Armageddon, because of course it does. Gunnick Swords back. Like, Ray Earth, which they've been on a Ray Earth kick lately, which is interesting. I could spend like five episodes talking about how shitty Code Geass was. Yeah, well. Elgheim's back. Like, I don't know. It's got Victory Gundam, which is cool. Sexy. I haven't seen that in a while. It's got Gridman. Ah, oh, Gridman's awesome. It's got Better Man. J Decker. Like, it's got a lot of random stuff. <laughs> yes, J Decker. Like Majestic Fires, Prince. Bitch. Like, it's got a lot of crazy stuff. Did you ever uh, watch the movie for that? Jay Decker or Majestic Prince? No, Majestic Prince. I did not. They, like, ended it with a movie. It wasn't bad. Majestic Prince was the better of the two. I can't remember what the hell the other show was called, but, man, it was bad. Yeah, it was, like, two that came out at the same time. Majestic Prince was the Sunrise Bandai one, right? Yeah, so. it was okay. It was just weird because, like, it kept getting canceled, and then it was back, and then they f- did two seasons to finish it with a movie, and I don't know. That's eh, one of those things. Maybe I'll go back and check it out. It was hard to stay high. I still got to get to Bodacious Space Pirates, so I'll get there. Uh, that was really good. They did a movie, too. And that I didn't even know about. I just randomly came across it on like Netflix or some shit, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. All right, continuing on. Video game news. Um, this is just a an update showing you how goddamn popular freaking Monster Hunter is, and it's basically single-handedly keeping Capcom afloat. <laughs> 20 million copies of Monster Hunter World sold... Uh, Monster Hunter World sold worldwide. Jeez, it's hard to say. That's a mouthful. It's 7.5 million copies of Monster Hunter Rise. So, I mean, those are pretty good numbers for... I would say so. A quote-unquote AAA game. I mean, I don't. they don't really spend the same amount of money on those as other no. companies do, I think. I mean, when they come up with a new engine and a new one, sure, but, the, you know, it's been a while. A long while. Um, and, you know, they, they did rise for the Switch and that. I, it got good reviews. People like it, you know. I don't need it to have the best graphics in the world, so I don't really care. But, you know, if they're saving money and making, you know, you know what I mean. If they're saving money in development and making bank, great. 
Good on them. Right. So anyway, I don't that's know. That's good business. It just goes to show you, you know, get that one franchise, you milk it to death. <laughs> yep. Let that be a lesson to you, kids. All right, we will now get into the actually depressing part of this. Um, we got, a, unfortunately, a lot of people passed uh, in the past week or two. Oh, my God. Um, we got voice actor Jack Angel. First off, dude has been in everything. Literally everything. everything. You know, G.I. Joe the movie, Toy Story 3, Lilo and Stitch, Bugs Life. So a lot of DreamWorks and yeah. and uh, Iron Giant and um, Pretty legit. Disney stuff. Um, You know, he was in freaking Smurfs, Avatar, but... You know, one of those guys you hear everywhere. He was uh, King Zarkon. Oh, my God. And Voltron. That was fucking amazing. Uh, he was Ultra Magnus and Transformers, obviously not in the movie, because that was um, yeah, yeah, yeah. my boy Robert Stack from Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, obviously in the, in the radio show, Astro Train. Um, he had roles in, in some uh, Ghibli stuff, too. We were talking about Ghibli last couple weeks. Nice. Well, last week and then Miyazaki Port. Whatever. Porco Rosso, Spirited Away. So, yeah. Yeah. R.I.P., man. Bummer. It's, it's in a lot of stuff. He was 90, so, you know, he had a good run. That's a pretty epic amount of shit to hang your head on, though. Yeah. Like, that's a career. That's a hell of a career. Um, This one's a little sadder, so voice actor Chris Ayers um, finally died. I say finally because he's been suffering with uh, COPD for a few years now. Um, That's a bummer. He was huge back then. He's day. only 56. Yeah, and, you know, I remember... He was one of those guys that was in so Fucking much, everything. so much stuff, you know, a lot of the Dragon Ball Z stuff, you know, back in like the all that early ADV stuff, mid, yeah, mid nineties to early two thousands. He was in all of it, you know. Bomber man, I mean, Initial D, Gantz, or Gantz, Dragon Ball. He's yeah, yeah like yeah, you said, like a lot everything. of the early ADV stuff. All that old shit. He was everywhere, so that you know, and he's not you know fifty six. That's not that's not old, not man. that old. So that sucks. So, R.I.P. Man, R.I.P. Pour one out. All right, another one. This one is another guy. Old dude. Had a good run, but uh, director Toshihiro Ijima. So what did he do, you might ask? Ultra Q and Ultraman. He was the director. Nice. Uh, Worked on Ultra 7. He did a lot of Ultraman stuff, so um, that's cool. Hey, I like me some Ultraman, so. God, yes. Again, 89, so had a good run, but RIP to you, sir. RIP Toshihiro Ijima. And uh, that's that's it. I've hit the end of the ultra depressing portion of this <laughs> segment. Oh, I lied. I have one more. Oh, man. I know. It just keeps coming. So the original designer of the pixel art for uh, Dig Dug, Xevious, Galaga. Oh, wow. A bunch of old Namco stuff, that's right? That's crazy. Um, Hiroshi Ono died. He was only 64, so not that, you know, not really that old. Huh. Um, that isn't that old. It's a shame. He had a brand called Mr. Dotman, which is, you know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> that was pretty fun. I mean, his pixel art's freaking legendary. I mean, Dig Dug alone. I, oh, man. I love Dig Dug. Who doesn't? Love Mr. Dig Galligan and Zevious were also huge. Dig, dig, so. dig, dig, dig. Pretty cool. Um, he also worked on things like uh, Super Pac-Man, you know. I love Mr. Pac-Man. Pretty important, right? So, shame. R.I.P. All right, now I promise. Now it's over. Now I promise. No more people can ever die. Uh, so I got news and new stuff coming out. Uh, we got uh, third season of Mob Psycho coming out. Ah, nice. So Bones is going to be doing it. and um, I've been kind of low-key waiting for that. Uh, new director. You know, we'll, we'll see if that matters or not. You know, sometimes it matters a lot. Sometimes it matters less. You know, this being based on a manga, maybe, maybe it ma- you know maybe it matters less. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. Mob Psycho season one and two. You know, we haven't done a review of it, but uh, check them out. Pretty solid. Really From the same guy who did One Punch. Right? Oh yeah, that's the other thing he did. Yeah, one. Yep. Yeah. And uh, just entertaining, wacky as hell, entertaining. I'd love to see a crossover. That'd be cool. And you could do it because. Mob is pretty insane. <laughs> yeah, he's got to do it eventually. Right. And I mean, the um, those universes are kind of loosey-goosey. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They're not super tight where it'd be like an issue. All right, so one more um, anime announcement here. So, Subaraya and Trigger 
are doing another uh, Gridman project. Nice. So pff, can't First complain about that. Really fucking awesome. So uh, we'll see what it is. Um, I hope you get some crossover stuff. I I really like Dinosaur. Like it was awesome. Oh yeah, original Gridman was awesome too. Well, not original, but you know, what I mean, the first one they did. It's excellent. I mean, we did have the teaser card for Gridman X Dinosaur, so maybe, maybe it's just going to be a crossover, which would be pretty damn hype. I hope so. I would not complain about that. I'm I am, sucker for good crossover. I I'm stoked. Like I got to go back and watch Gridman. I only watched the first three or four episodes way back in the day. Yeah, man, do yourself. And by way back in the day, I mean like two, three years ago. But... Yeah, it was, like, it was easily two years ago. It was out, not more. It was a while ago. Uh, but anyway, that's coming out. That's pretty cool. I am, I am definitely down. Keep a lookout. All right. So I got some triggering news for some people out there. No. So what? Uh, uh, trigger warning. For, I'm gonna go jump through the window. Uh, babies. Uh, so we're going to talk about NFTs, so, you know, ooh, <laughs> something I still don't really understand. So NFTs are... Um, I'm not triggered. I just think they're, they're kind of silly. They're really <laughs> weird. They're like pieces of artwork that are in the blockchain that people pay a lot of money for. So it's like digital, unique, unique quote unquote unique, because it could be more than one copy, but unique digital artwork. You own the only like... Original. Or maybe original. there's more than one. I and think- it's not even true. You just like own a thing that says you own the original. Yes, and you could. There could be more than one "quote unquote" original because you can do runs, right? Yeah. But like you know, you they know that your copy is the one. I, I don't know. It all seems kind of. Who silly. even determines that? I don't know. I could have an exact like digital copy. Like, why is this not the one? It's but fucking dumb. Anyway, the Fist of the North Star one sold out when it in its first day of release. Bam! Because Fist of the North Stars, fucking awesome. Fucking of course it did. Um. I mean, when its name is, oh, there's a series of NST, NFT products. So the, the first one sold out on the day, but um, here's the name of it. This name is great. Fist of the North Star, Manga Fragments, Dying Like a Man. <laughs> That's the best. Man, you're already dead. Oh, man, I kind of want to buy it, even though I think they're stupid. <laughs> the first one is, um, oh, it's, uh, what's his face? Oh, God, Souther? I think it's. I Probably. think it's Souther. Tell me that's Souther. That's got to be. I think it's Souther. Regardless, it's been a while. It, the but, picture is only a face, so it's hard to yeah, tell. Yeah, it's hard to tell. It's a beaten to shit face. Yeah, so. it's a, you know, just North Star. So, hey, NFTs, baby. It's, I don't know, the future somehow. Um, and Adding on to that, so apparently Muvlov Alternative and Yatterman, Yatterman of all things. Fucking Yatterman. Are going to be selling NFTs. So, apparently, you know, nothing relentlessly fucking merchandises like, like Yatterman. Like, well no like the anime industry right like oh my god like japan is just a merchandise machine that's how they make that money i mean they're smart as hell for that so that's that hello kitty thing like yeah it was my only sister a matter has of time. a hello kitty toaster mm-hmm. i mean my cousin has hello kitty everything they just make literally everything you remind me of toasters my brother has literally a 1930s toaster now set up wow that's awesome in the kitchen like it's completely opened. <laughs> it's the like the house is gonna burn down. Where the fuck does he get? This I shit? don't know, man. It still works. That's uh, pretty awesome. Probably works better than modern toaster, but it's pretty. Crazy. I have a ton of weird old shit people have given me that I keep, but I don't put it in my house. Yeah, fair enough. That's cool. Shit anyway, to look that's at my toaster story for the day. <laughs> so yeah, it was only a matter of time till uh, Japan got in on the NFT game. So there you go. As far as they didn't like invent it. Who knows? They probably secretly did. Secret. All right. So, uh, and more kind of just strange stuff Japan's doing. Um, there's a video, a short for Godzilla versus Hedera. And it looks like guys in suits to me. Is it I, new? Yeah. Oh, did you see the guy? It's just it's just brand new shorts. That's awesome. Did with like see- old school models and costumes. That's what it looks like. This anyway. is off topic, but one of the VFX guys that worked on the Gamera movies. Oh, the nineties ones? Yeah. Oh, those are great. He did a Godzilla versus Gamera crossover. He like re edited everything. Nice. He did like VFX stuff to Make it, it happen. Uh there's a uh, poke around online, there's a trailer out that he did. It looks fucking amazing. Nice. Because we all wanted to see fucking Godzilla versus Gamera. Yeah, which will be versus in the Japanese way. 
Yeah, you know like, how that always goes. I think it was one of those things where like both companies were butt hurt because they didn't want each one. You know, like nobody wants their fucking mo- like monster yep. to lose because that would lose the money. Of course. But yeah, they should just do versus somebody else. Durr. That's how it always works. Like, like the, to fight each other a little bit. Like all those awesome old like Mazinger. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Like Godzilla versus Kong worked. Like that's just how yeah. it works. It was like uh, all those old Massacre Z versus whatever. God, they were so good. I mean, the animation was terrible, but they were funny as fuck. Anyway, back to the news. Yeah, so in final, this is just weird, and you should look it up and check it out because it's just weird and whew, occasionally really hot. Um, <laughs> I am a rat. Batman Ninja <laughs> stage play. Oh, man. Has photos of the cast and costumes. So you got Batman here. Is there a hot cat woman? Oh, unreal. My life has been devoid of hot cat women. Unreal. There's a really time. freaky, disturbing looking Robin. Look at this. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> that looks like a weird old man. There's a creepy looking Robin. Um, Joker looks freaking amazing. That does look hot. Uh, and Catwoman looking pretty good. I'm in. Sign me up. Pretty good. She's even got the goggles. Good to go. Kia. Nightwing. Kia Asamiya you know. Batman. Oh, yeah. Not a lot of people know about that. You got a Harley Quinn. Man, you got everything going on here. He so. did the Nindesco manga, right? Uh, Kia Asamiya? I think so. I think he might have. I think you might be right. I don't know. There's Kia just a lot of shit stuff. rattling around my sad old brain. Um, Here's Red Hood. You should look up Red Hood, everybody. Sorry, this doesn't work if you you're not visually looking at it. So, Google it and check it out because it's ve- there's some very strange costumes going on for this stage. Play. I'm gonna try to find them and put up stills. I'm very yeah. You're making if you watch s- this on YouTube. They'll probably be there. You're making up so much work for me. <laughs> Everything you say, I have to look for a still for. Enjoy. Uh, anyway, that's what I got. That's the news. That's the news. Okay, it was at least 50-50 this week. Good news to bad news. Uh, yeah, yeah, about that. Anyway, how about you uh, tell me about that one other new show you watched? Okay, hang on, I gotta look for it. Do, 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 do. Someone is unprepared. No, oh, I'm not unprepared. It's, uh... <laughs> this is not a comedy ah, routine there it is Rumble Garandal okay. That was the only other show That came out afterwards That I didn't go over But it's basically Every super robot Actually no Every mecha show Meta It's trope meta <clears throat> Yes trope meta So hard okay. Basically the robots run on like, Children Oh sorry it's not Idion No it's Idion they run on hot-blooded passion, sir. Oh. They don't run on, like, polymer ringer fluid, the most, like, volatile thing in the known universe? No. No? They don't. You sure? Okay. They run on blood and guts and oh. good feelings. Oh, so this is the one where if you stick a get a... If you stick stuck, like, Ryoma in there and you get a robo-pilot, like, the whole universe would explode? God tier, yes. So basically... I don't even know how to explain it, because they don't even explain shit in the first episode. Like, they're... There's, like, some, like, weird city that's, like, kind of outside of Japan that's, like, fantasy city where you you can still just do fun stuff. But apparently the rest of the world is just shit and, like, these military assholes run it. Oh, so it's a year from now? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Too prescient. Anyway, um, the fuck else happened? Ah, the main thing is, like... Uh, that army attacks the city because they're like, ah, oh, there's fucking, ter-, you know, the standard, there's terrorist plot. Yep. And they, but their robots look like chibi dog samurai guys. <laughs> it's like the weirdest okay. thing. They're really entertaining, though. All right. And then this one kid who's the main character randomly finds a robot and it's like a shark robot. Okay. And there's like a little chibi like AI thing inside. A shark mecha? Yes. Okay. And That's pretty boss. He jumps in and he piles Does it up. Does that have legs? Yeah. 
It's regular. It's land shark. Bipedal land shark. Oh, yeah, regular. Yeah, your regular, everyday bipedal you land shark. You see them everywhere. Yeah. It's the standard kind. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> but anyway, he jumps into it. And the like little AI chick tells him how to pilot it, and she explains to him that he has to be like extremely stoked on it and scream all the attacks, or it doesn't work. And she's basically a battery, and it turns out later that she's an actual other pilot that's in it. So you have to get her excited because that charges the battery. You have to get her amped up. Dripping. None. Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't get into on. that. But <laughs> all right. Yeah. Listen, have, this is Japan. I don't know how these things work. You eventually. have to get her stoked. On fighting stuff. There'll be a doujin about it, I'm sure. she is the battery. She's a girl battery. She's a teenage girl battery. <laughs> anyway, it's dumb, but it's got that like big money anime feel. You like when they used to spend money on stuff? Yeah. I just I get a good feeling about it. Okay. And the okay. like the weird mechs were just keep enough. an eye on it. Where I was entertained. I'm gonna I watch like the it. second episode. So anyway, so that was like something Garandal? Rumble Garandal. Rumble Garandal. All right. So I think we can draw a conclusion so far from this season, which is Mecca's back, baby. Except for Ancient Girls Frame. That's some, like, Chinese fucking property. Yeah, it's still got Mecca. Bullshit. There's a lot of Mecca. It's bullshit. You haven't even watched that other one, Aim, Aim whatever. I've, I've watched aim, the first two episodes. Aim, Aim. Am, Aim. Aim, Aim, yeah. On the Border or something. Yeah. You know the one. Oh, that one. Yeah, so that Mecca's was the, back. That was the first one, man. Oh, that, you're right. Mecca's I just back. haven't had time to watch the third episode That's yet. That's all I got to say. I got a job, son. Doesn't matter. Mecca's back. It is. It had been gone for so long. We cried about it. We whined about it. And here oh, it is. Oh, man. It was like season after season. Nothing. It made me sad. I was a little worried for a while we, we would only get it back if it came with Izakai. No. It'd be just Izakai Mecca. No. It's good to go. But it's not. All right. So we've talked about, you know, last week. Check out last week's episode if you want to check out. Um, you know, most of the preview for this season. Every other thing that came out Every other, that I well, looked decent. Yes, exactly. In uh, my humble opinion. So let's talk about a couple other things that came out that aren't, you know, they're not, they're returning. So, you know. Oh, shit. You know about this shit already, but Demon Slayer first. So the Mugen Train arc is starting, but they did a, uh, so what they're doing is they're chopping the movie up into six episodes. And they did a fluff episode. And they did, yeah, like a prequel or should I say a fluffer episode? <laughs> you can say either. Uh, a prequel you, to the movie episode. Just to get you stoked on it. Yeah, that just shows, you know. Because when you watch the movie, you're like, how did anybody get here? What's going on again? Exactly. <laughs> this at least gives you a little a little connective tissue. Um, and it's, you know, it's kind of a throwaway story, but it's good. It's a good episode. It's a good solid episode of Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. Makes you, if you've seen the movie, it makes you shed a tear or two. I won't give you spoilers, but, mm. you know. Flame Hashira is best Hashira. Yes, he is. So, well, he's number one in my heart. Um, That's what I meant. Well, I don't know. The the butterfly one. Whatever. We're not going to get into that. My point was. He may have dreamier eyes. In the episode, everyone acknowledges that he's the, yes, like, he's the most total solid dude yes. in the entire fucking franchise. Watch it. I mean, obviously, just watch freaking Demon Slayer. If you haven't watched it yet. Go back, watch it from the beginning, watch this. For the love of God, what are you doing? Dude, you're talking to nobody. Everybody watch that shit. You'd be surprised. Um, I don't want to be surprised. But you're not wrong. I Pretty much right. everybody's watching that shit. I want to be right all the time. If you're one of like the five people not watching it, check it out. It's good shit. Check anyway, we'll move on. Because we're going to move on to my boy, Lupin Sansei. Oh, God, it's so good. Lupin the Third. And it is back. And they picked up right where they left off. It's a textbook on how to modernize an yep. old character fucking correctly. Yes. Oh, God, it's so good. It's so much better than the shit they did with James Bond. Yes. A million times better. Because they just... They seamlessly like brought him into the 21st Which, century. And it was like comical. Let's be fair. James Bond had been doing that for 30, 40 years before the current crop kind of fucked it up. It's true. Yeah, you're, you're really right. You're a dinosaur. Because I mean, like, people Brosnan forget, Bond, like eh. people forget the James Bond is from the fucking 30s, right? Well, and then when they started the, you know, the first movie was what 62, I think. Yeah, was uh, Doctor Now, 
But regardless, I mean, you know, it went from the 60s to the 70s to Do the 80s that black to the 90s. Remember and white Casino Royale I used to have on VHS? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like an American comedy one. one. Was, was just... that the comedy one? No, it wasn't comedy. Oh, it was the TV one. It was the TV yeah. one. And it was like an American one. Yep. And it was just like donk-ass American guy like in the casino. Hey, Casino Royale came out awesome. Anyway. It wasn't we're... terrible. I just enjoyed it. No, the, the new one. It well, was just weird. 2005. Anyway. Oh, man, they had the like... They had the fucking ball smashing seed. <laughs> they actually did it, which was shocking. I remember reading that book and I'm like, holy fuck, that's the worst thing. I I've can't ever believe heard. they did this. And, and they, they did it in the movie. Did it in the movie. Like, know. That's what put those over the top. Watch Casino Royale. We may shit on some of the new Bond stuff, but watch Casino Royale. It's, it's, it's fantastic. the best one. I mean, it's just. It's oh, like the new stuff, absolutely. It's the Casino Royale book. like With extra stuff because the book's ex- too short. Yeah, like they do like the first half of the book. Then they do like a completely different thing. And then they finish up on the book, basically. Like. Yeah. To me, it was like the book was sandwiched, but it doesn't matter. Sequence of events doesn't matter. That's what I mean. It was There's like extra sandwich. stuff in there. There was, like extra, um, there was extra filler. Anyway, Lupin, in much the same way, like, it, they just updated it well. And it's it's highly entertaining. It still looks good. It's fucking seamless. It's like, entertaining. You, you don't even realize it's an old character. And having watched Cagliostro the other day, and then you watch this, like, same vibe, same style. Same everything, man. Like, you know, and it's not the same, because don't get me wrong, Miyazaki Lupin is kind of a special thing, but um, it's good, man. Part six is, it's out, baby. It's hyper solid. And it's it's solid, you know? It's streaming on high dive right now. You know, check it out. And if you haven't watched part four or part five, honestly, if you haven't watched all of it, check out some of the older stuff, too. But part four and part five, especially, like, if you wanted to pick up the yeah, newer stuff. Yeah, if you don't stuff, want to get crazy on, like, the super old stuff, just hit part four and part five. They're so fucking good. Yeah, really good. It's like modern animation, modern story, really good. Yeah. And not modern in the way that usually means something's awful. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's it's good. He's back to Green Jacket in this one for now. Yep. Just we'll fun. see. I mean, it's. I wonder if they're doing the same thing they did in part five, at least, where, you know, they jumped around the eras. Yeah. He had did. different jackets on. It was taking place at different times. Because it doesn't matter. It's Lupin. It's just like the Google 13 series, right? Like, it's greatest hits, baby. Just don't fuck with perfection, man. Don't fuck with the formula. Yeah, it's true. And that's that's our main topic for today. Don't fuck with the formula. When something's good, don't When fuck something with it. works, just you can tweak alone. stuff. You can change the window dressing a little bit. You can tweak little things for modern audience, audiences. But don't fuck with the formula. When Lupin comes on... What happens in that episode? Let's see. I see Lupin. I see Jigen. I see Goemon with his ridiculous, my sword can still cut anything, <laughs> even giant modern like M-Raps. Yep. Um, I see a tiny car that they're in. I see ridiculous. You, I, you know a character who's in disguise as Fujiko in half a second. You're like, oh, that's Fujiko. <laughs> Look at Fujiko. Because it's exactly Fujiko. And then the cops are doing stuff. There's MI6. Ooh, maybe it's separate. Nope, nope. There's Pops. There's freaking Zenigata doing Zenigata things, chasing Lupin around, doing the same shit. You know who's not an annoying feminist? Um, <laughs> Japan. Fujiko. <laughs> Fuji- oh, no. Fujiko. Femme Fatale, baby, the classic. You said yeah. it yesterday. Classic That's Femme what Fatale. I mean. They don't fuck with her at all. She just keeps doing her thing. She uses her sexuality to get what she wants, but man... You ain't gonna, you ain't gonna want it, man. You ain't gonna get anything. You, Listen, you ain't getting nowhere. <laughs> Fuji Cakes uses her dirty bits to like screw Lupin over every time. Every single time. There ain't no shame in her game. And she's gonna freaking take whatever the prize is every time. Yep, it's classic, man. That's how she rolls. Love it. And Lupin will let her do it every time. Because he's a sucker. Yeah. Although he's not a complete sucker. Usually he sabotages her a little bit. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> But my point uh, it's is... It's just so good. It's such a good cat and mouse. Like, first episode, it. it's got every classic character. Their characters are 100% consistent with the way they've always been. Oh, episode zero. Yeah, that was really good. Well, episode zero and episode one. Yeah. Doing the same exact thing that they're supposed to do. It, there's just They don't fuck with the formula. Like, yeah, okay, now there's drones and other stuff. And they've been addressing this throughout the past few series. Like, oh, that was that great... What was it? Uh, I can't remember if it was four or five. I think that was the beginning of that five. That was like the internet game where it was like yes. find Lupin. Catch Lupin and they had the drones and stuff after yeah, him. Yeah, it was and so good. It like, was it, very well it done. It was such a really well-written, like just update to Lupin the Third. So it's just... They don't fuck with the formula. It can be done. Again, 
The it can car, be done successfully. The cars are more modern. There's some more modern stuff. Yeah, you get MI6. Except Lupin's car. That's one of the stuff in there. <laughs> well, the yeah, it's still piece, like an old Fiat. Same old Fiat piece of shit. Um, but yeah, it's it just, I don't get it. Like, that works. It's entertaining. People still want to see and it. it's so simple. Why are you... Like, why are they fucking up so hard? Why would you do something different? You know, why would you be like, we need to completely change this up? Like, yeah, I get it if it doesn't sell anymore, but... Typically, things fall out of favor because either they were too niche to begin with. Yeah. Which is okay. That can happen. Or it's just because you, you've you tried to adapt to the times too hard. Uh, dare I dare I mention dare I mention He-Man Revelation? Yeah. I don't want to. Well, and that's where the West keeps fucking it up because it's like always like... Perfect. Oh, we're going to make it for modern sensibilities or modern audiences. Like That is code words for woke. It is going to be woke trash. They're going to put someone on there to write it who's either incompetent or is competent, but will be like beholden to some committee that will make sure it's got all the shit that they want in it. From what I read, the fall writers apart. were actually shit like as it came out. I'm sh- yeah, I believe it. Uh, regardless, they had a built-in audience of people who watched it when, you know, people our age who'd watched it back in the day yep. who probably have kids now. And then they could watch it with their kids. And that's a whole new audience. But they fucked it up and made it trash. And there was no need. Like, you could have made it a little more adult. That's fine. But you don't you don't change it to the Tila show. And you don't... I mean, we're not going to get fully into this because we... I don't even want to talk about it. It stupid. makes me sad. Like, you don't turn it... You don't have to turn it into the Tila show. And you don't turn it into, like, you know, freaking He-Man's a giant cuck show. <laughs> that's not how this works. Wrong. That's just not, there's no need to do that. And then the characters aren't consistent. So that's one of the things. Characters aren't consistent. You know, they don't act in the way that they would act based on, listen, the old show's just there to sell toys, right? And there's more love to it than that. So don't underestimate it, right? There were writers that actually gave a shit. Uh, Back then, like, every show was to sell toys, but they also gave a crap. I mean, a lot of those shows are really solid. Yes. Well, at least the overall plots were solid. Like, if you're watching anime, a random episode... Though, the same. Like, I mean, Gundam was basically just to sell toys. Yes. And, I mean, they obviously but, did... But Japan out. was always doing, a, a, you know, not always, but they did a good job of, in something like Gundam, having a long arc that took up the whole series mm-hmm. and was going towards something, whereas, you know, America was always more episodic. Um, That's why they took, like, chunks of GoBots and just threw it at you. Yeah, which just, you know... I'm actually stoked for that Revenge of Chronos coming out. Anyway. Oh, I want the rest of it. It's supposed to be thing. coming out. Anyway. Um, yeah, so the characters weren't consistent, right? So that was my point. Is that the characters aren't consistent, so you can't... Like, you can update the window... You can update the window directions. You can update everything around. Like, like James Bond did for so long, right? And I hate... You know, we keep coming back to Lupin and James Bond, but that's just core, what it is. Yeah. Right? Like, they kept the core thing. Like, okay, it's James Bond. He's going to... Make time with the bad girl in the beginning and the good girl in the end. And there's going to be at least two hot chicks. And he's going to be drunk and insane. And he's going to have stuff. some like wacky friends in there that are helping him out. Yep. And there's going to be some intrigue and some spy gadgets. And, and Q's going to walk him through some stuff. And everything else is window dressing. Exactly. And you update the window dressing around it, which is fine. That's what they did for Connery, through Moore, through um, Timothy Dalton, through Pierce Brosnan. Right? That's all they did. And look. <sighs> I they got Timothy, a little too cheesy at times. I wish Timothy I get it. Dalton got better movies. I do too. I he, wish Pierce he was Bro- one of my favorites. I wish man. Pierce Brosnan got better movies too, because yeah, Goldeneye's great, and after that, it kind of just blew off a cliff. Oh, that's when it really started to die. Like Tomorrow Never Dies. Ooh, bleh. World is not enough. Bleh. Uh, bleh. No one, no one dies tonight. What the hell was that horrible when Madonna did the same <laughs> song with like North know. Korea? That one was terrible. Yeah, I don't know. I stopped. Brosnan's last. I stopped caring after Goldeneye. Die another day. Yeah, whatever. I just wasn't into it. Yeah. Denise Richards, that's a shit Bond girl. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. She's just an old scass bag. <laughs> yeah, it was care. just not, yeah. It wasn't You working. can do better. Regardless, they at least kept Bond's character pretty much. Cause, oh, Lazenby. I wish everyone forgets George Lazenby. Because he was only in the one movie. Anyway, not my favorite movie. Some people love it. I mean, it does have Donald Pleasance, Blofeld, so it's... That is something to something Kinda said cool, for that. Yeah, something said for it. that. Anyway, the um, 
the Bond franchise for forever. Like the character was consistent. He Absolutely. was what he was. And then they kind of they fucked with them in the latest movie, right? And they've they've been fucking with him a little bit. Like for the first part of the Daniel Craig run, they didn't really fuck with him too much. I mean, it was a little grittier and it was a little too born identity. But then they fucked with him. Lupin doesn't do that. Every time Lupin appears in anything, he's fucking Lupin. He does the same, same thing. Same old Lupin. The same way, the same attitude, everything. And I like it every time. It's the same thing with Jigen and Goemon and freaking Fujiko and Zenigata. They're all the same. They're consistent. And you can literally keep doing that forever. Yes. And, you know, you just take hiatuses. Like, Japan understands this. Like, you know... Besides the yearly, like, OVA or movie, which was, you know, not necessarily yearly, but you know what I mean. Between, like, the late 80s and 2015 or whatever the hell it was when Part yeah. 4 came out, there was no Lupin series. Yeah, like, nothing. None. Weren't even a lot of movies. For almost 30 years. Might have yeah. been 30 years. And now it's like a resurgence. But it's okay. But it makes you enjoy it so And they much still more. gave you a little drip feed. Like, yeah. You know, this is easier to do, obviously, with animation right because you can well you don't have like aging you don't have aging yeah. actors i mean you do but it doesn't matter with voice actors as much and and you can you can drip freed an animated thing every year and it's not a big deal but um and you know like i said it's probably more than a year more than one a year but why can't we like why can't you do that like you could do that with james bond and it would work like Absolutely. i'm not saying you should you should but you could I don't know. I just, they fuck with the formula. It just seems very obvious when you watch something like Lupin that has just stayed fresh for fucking, you know, 50 years or something. Exactly. Go, go 13. Same way, right? Yeah. And you just like, you look at it and it's like, it's the same fucking thing. And they just like modernize the window dressing and everything's fine. Yeah. Well, it's like the same thing. This is kind of a meta thing, right? Like, it's like the same thing with Shonen. Like, you know, yeah, it's the same kind of story every time. Yep. Let's be fair. It is. Oh, absolutely. But how it's well It's not is the it? same kind of story. It's the same almost yes. exact story. But that's because it's classic, right? And how well how well, well is it executed? How good are the characters? We were talking about stuff. this a few episodes ago with uh Black Clover and Jujutsu Kaisen. Yes. How they're like literally the same plot, but like the window dressing and the supporting characters are different. And they're both fucking great. Like I enjoy the. They're crap both out entertaining, both right? Like Jujutsu Kaisen is a little. They're slightly different. Like Black Clover is more of a traditional shonen. Like it's got a billion episodes. It's not quite as tight. This guy's my rival. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not quite as tight. Like put yeah. together. Whereas like Jujutsu Kaisen feels like it was at least the anime version is tighter. Uh, it's more Demon Slayer tight. It's more like Demon Slayer or where it's got Hero like a, Academy. Where it feels like it's ha- going to have a tight, finite story. And, you know, yeah. I really like I really like the um, the newer trend with Shonen on that where they... And I know we're wandering, but whatever. It's a little bit shorter. It, well, and where they will just, you know, they'll do a season or a season and a half or whatever, and then they'll stop. And then they'll pick up and they'll do that again. Like, it doesn't have to just be like, oh, I need an episode every day forever. Yeah, it's like One forever. Piece style where it's just like... They trim the episodes down to like 15 minutes or something, and the rest is flashbacks and filler. Yeah. Just so they could get one out every one week piece. Like. One piece will have the most epic and amazing Kai version, should they ever decide to do it. Oh, fuck yeah. If they do like Dragon Ball Z Kai, but One Piece style. That was be the best when we because, watched Dragon Ball Z Kai. Because yeah. it's just like, man, because no bullshit, just rolling. <laughs> they, they seem to do a, you know an episode, a chapter with One Piece, so they're pacing the, the manga. Yeah. And it's. It's just too drawn out at times. At yeah. times, it's just like... And it feels it. It feels it. Like, the story is so good, but you're like, oh, you're killing me with this. Kill me, Whitey. But it's so pretty. And you get colors. Like, I don't know. I'm a sucker for that. I don't know. Anyway. That's why people watch it. <laughs> don't fuck with the formula. And uh, I think we have one more story. And one more story you want to talk about. Oh, man. I'm going to tell you a story of, like... Sadness and then happiness? <clears throat> the saddest, like... The saddest pits of despair and like the heights of elation. So probably I'm gonna say two years ago. Yeah, two, three years ago. I don't remember when they came out. We'll say a couple years ago. I don't feel like looking it up. But Netflix had gotten the rights. They got some rights for stuff from Nickelodeon. Yep. So, Old nineties Nickelodeon, nineties two thousands. They were gonna do Invader Zim movie and a Rocco's Modern Life movie. 
and like both of which had a similar vibe back in the day. Yeah, they were they were a little like, more adult, or at least more you know, yeah, teenager, like quirky shit. You probably wouldn't want kids to watch. I mean, Zim was always, Vader, especially Vader. Zim, I would say Zim was always more. And I said this to you earlier. Like, I will never <laughs> ever understand how the hell they got that organ stealing episode <laughs> on TV for kids. More organs equals more human. Uh, but he's just like spitting out intestines, <laughs> and he's. And they do the X-ray. Show. Oh my God! How? <laughs> and that was episode like five of the show, and it's still got another like yes. two seasons. Anyway, Vader Sim is awesome. I don't, don't care what he says. A bad man. Anyway, so both these movies came out basically at the same time, and we had waited quite a while for them. I think they literally came out the same like day. Yeah, they did. And we were sitting here. I think it was like a Saturday. We were just kicking around, yeah, Friday, watching Saturday. TV, whatever. And we're like, okay, we're gonna watch both of these. I'm super excited. And we randomly just. We picked. We're like, we'll watch the Rocco's one first. So we watched- and, and I think that was, you know, I think that was a as as much as I liked Rocco's, you liked Rocco's. I like Zim better. Yeah, Zim was Zim was always funnier. And yeah, edgier. and like you kind of knew what you were getting. Yeah, so it was like let's save. I that. had a better feeling. Plus, of what I was. Getting. I knew jo- I knew Yona Vasquez did the movie, so I'm like, I have a better feeling that it's going to be consistent because he is very consistent in his weird, fucked up humor. <laughs> yes, exactly. So anyway, we watched the Rocco's one, and the Rocco's one like it was okay for I'm, a while. I'm not getting into gotta get too deep into it because there's no point in it. But it was very short and very to the point. It was basically, it was kind of just a normal Rocco's episode at first. Then it's like and not super great. It was just like this is okay. Yeah, it was like kind of man mediocre Rocco's episode. If you watched it back in the '90s, like some of the episodes were really really funny. Some of them were like me. Yeah. But anyway, so. Towards the end of the episode, uh, a random side character is suddenly a tranny for no reason. Just like... Sir, sir, I don't think that's the preferred nomenclature, sir. I'm old, and that's the preferred nomenclature. Fair enough. Fine. Transsexual. There, there was a T from the LGBTQIA plus 2G, yeah. G, And then the rest G, of the episode was kind of Rocco and... What the fuck's the other guy's name? The cow? Shit! I, sorry. After I saw this, I obliterated Rocco out of my brain. Anyway, Rocco and his cow friend were just kind of like awkward and weird the rest of the episode. And the whole point of the episode was just like, um, "Fuck you! This is how stuff is now. All your favorite characters are now gender swapped." And it wasn't well written. No, it wasn't well written. It wasn't that good. Like I said, before any of this happened, it's not like it was a great episode. It wasn't like. Because who cares? It was a mediocre episode, and then they shoved like an agenda up your ass deep. in, Like deep and uncomfortable. In the middle, not to jump ahead a little bit, but in the middle of that Zim episode, a freaking a, a dude with a beard with his freaking Johnson hanging out <laughs> in a dress with fake freaking titties could have walked by, and I would have been like, all right, whatever. This is just what happens. I don't care. This is what's going on in Zim. Because it obviously wasn't pushing an agenda. Yes, yeah, anyway. so it was just like a crappily written episode that was like just to push that agenda. And it was just like... And the bad writing was the problem. So let's be clear here. This is, you know, sure Fred Otaku said this, right? And he's right about it. Like, you got to be careful with woke. Because woke, to me, woke is a combination of things, right? When it comes to writing. Like, it's, it's poorly written plus the agenda. In a specific agenda. You can 100% have the agenda. And right? if you're an That's awesome what, writer, you can sneak it the fuck in and nobody will ever but, know. Yeah, but he's not wrong that the real problem isn't the agenda so much as it is the bad writing. Yes. Now, the agenda is interwoven in there because it's what got the bad writer into a position where they could write the thing in the first place. But it's not necessarily even the agenda. It's how they jam it in. Well, the, but that's my that's my point. It's jammed in poorly because the writer's bad, but the writer's only in that position to do that and be terrible at their job, but still have their job because of the agenda. So it's all, it's all interrelated. Anyway, as you were saying before, if there was a transsexual person in the Zim episode that was just squealing like every other retarded person in Zim, in Zim yeah, it would have felt fine, and I would have been fine with it. It doesn't matter. It's Zim. Regardless, this episode was poorly written. They jammed a stupid agenda in there, and the whole point, they basically said... That, like, everything fun is over, and you're just going to have to deal with this shit now. That was, like, the whole point of this episode. And then, immediately after that... It was horrifically depressing. Yes. And then we're like, God damn it, this blows. I'm going to get another drink, and we're going to watch that goddamn Zim movie. 
And you know what the Zim movie was? It was just classic Invader Zim. And it, like, made me feel so fucking good. Because, like... I laughed my ass off. I knew that, like, things could still be good. Because That's what I got out of that. It was just, like, perfect Zim episode. Classic, dumb Zim, like... Oh, my God, it was so good. Mini moves for no reason. <laughs> just so fucking fucking... Chair dip. Anyway... Freaking Professor rock. Membrane being insane like he usually oh is. Oh, my God. It was just Friend like, of the Earth, enemy of Santa. It was just such a weird thing. It was like I was so depressed after that stupid Rocco's movie. Well, and, it, 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 and then we immediately watched that Zim movie. It's like, oh, wait, no. You're full of shit. Yeah. Things are still the same. Exactly. It could still be funny. It immediately refuted the agenda because the writers who did the Zim movie. Were the same writers. Were not. Yeah, exactly. They weren't incompetent. Like, there's a reason people get stoked about Venture Brothers, right? Which is coming back, baby. Oh, fuck yes. But it's because when you have, like, two fucking guys, Boutique writing the damn thing. Yes. It's consistent as fuck, and it's well-written, and they take their time, and yeah, it takes forever, but god damn it, it's still- It's fucking worth it, though, man. Good. It doesn't get watered down like other shows we'll talk about eventually. It's like a nice, it's like a nice aged whiskey. You gotta wait for it. Couple extra years. It's very good. Anyway, as an aside, watch that Invader Zim movie. As a matter of fact, if you haven't watched Invader Zim before, watch it. It's like, it's classic. And yeah, I know. If you grew up anytime in the early 2000s, you'd be like, oh, Invader Zim, hot topic. Because uh. <laughs> it was annoying for a while. Just but shut up and watch oh it. Oh my God, is it funny? Just watch the goddamn it. Christmas episode this Christmas. And don't tell me it isn't funny. Just enjoy God, it. It's good. Enjoy it for what it is. Hot put Topic it, doesn't even exist anymore. Put him in the so actually like, strong Jingle Jail. <laughs> Jiggly. <laughs> <laughs> we will do a review of that. Christmas time, baby. We're going to do a review of that. Yes, definitely. That's good stuff. Anyway, that's my story about my heart was broken and then my heart was put back together. Fair enough. And now, you know what time it is? It's time. It's time to talk about... The very strange Perfect and not blue. very anime-like Perfect Blue. My only beef with Perfect Blue is it wasn't really an anime. It was just like a 90s indie movie. <laughs> it was very much that. I mean, Satoshi Kon, who we were talking about, you know, he did Paranoid Agent and Paprika and unfortunately died young. He was 46. Yeah, that sucks. So, which does suck because, I mean, you know, whether you, I wasn't a huge Paranoid Agent fan, but, like, he was innovative. You yeah, know that I mean? was like that. That was that super, like, kind of depressing, gritty, like, edgelord 90s, yeah. early 2000s shit. It was a little too much. I'm not a fan of I was not a that. super fan of it, but it was pretty popular in its day. I like my, like, horror or suspense either completely, like, um, oh, jeez, Sakoshi Kong's stuff in my head now. Uh, shoot, the guy, Junji Ito, either, like, Junji Ito, oh, yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's just, you know, it's... It's short stories like old Stephen King or Clyde Barker short story yep. style where they're just crazy. Like, what the hell is this? Like, this is my whole, it fits me. Like, you know, ridiculous <laughs> bullshit. I love that, right? And then there's little bite-sized short stories you don't really care. My only beef- Creep of, show style. Yeah, right? exactly. My only beef about that, like, 90s edgelord style is it's just, it's not even horror. It's just like- Real life. It's a little too depressing. It's a little yeah, too it's just like hookers. Uh, but I gotta and, like, say, psychopaths. <laughs> like, I appreciate eh, whatever. I appreciate Perfect Blue. So Perfect Blue is about a pop idol, uh, Mima. Mima. Mima, descending like becoming an actress, and it's like a simultaneous thing where she's like descending into the seedy world of being an actress and how you have to get ahead in the entertainment industry, which. You know, the, the American entertainment industry, I'm sure we're all aware of exactly all the horrible things. Exactly the same. It's not really different in Japan, right? She basically gets weinstein Yeah. Not nearly as bad, but, you know, because it has to be an anime. <laughs> yeah. And then it's the simultaneously descending into that world and also losing your goddamn mind because it's very David Lynch at times. Oh, it's super like David very, Lynch. Very, like, firewalk it's very, like, firewalking me. Yeah, it's very not Without the anime midgets. and very David oh, Lynch. Probably not also the preferred Regardless, she's a pop idol, and she she wants to stay a pop idol, but her managers want her to be an actress. And she convinces herself, yeah, you know, this is the way I'm going to be an actress. she just forcing herself to do stuff to, like... Because her man, you know, she's like, oh, her manager's invested time into her and blah, blah, blah. So she keeps like doing what they say. And then like she keeps getting into these seedier and seedier situations. It's yeah. It's like, like, oh, film this rape scene. Yeah. Like, you know, it's part because like, oh, we got you this bigger part in this dra ongoing drama series. So, you know. But then she has to get gang raped. Yeah. I mean, film this rape scene. And it's not. 
it's not the worst thing. It's not even Game of Thrones bad, but you know, late nineties. It's in Japan. It's it's seedy. You know, it, it, they do a good job of showing you how it like. Yeah. You know what I mean? How it's like how it it's seedy. Like, yeah. yeah. And then you know she gets with that photographer who convinces her to do like nude pictures. Yeah, he like really you know talks to. her into doing more and more nude. And pictures then she's like every time this she one photo does, shoot. Yeah, like every time she does one of these things, she gets more and more angry about it. Yeah, like, so like internally she's going a little crazy, and then the whole time there's this like stalker dude. He looks real goddamn weird. Yeah, like he's too obvious, man. <laughs> real weird. And is he stalking her? Is he not stalking her? You know, she keeps seeing him, but he disappears. It's very David Lynch because like you, don't, it's a lot of unreliable narrator. A lot of like, you know, she wakes up five times in the same bed, and you're like. What's real and what's not? You start to really question what the hell is going yeah, on. Yeah, it's very weird. And, and you know, this dude has a website, and it's like early internet. So this is like 98, right? 97, yeah. 98. And it's early internet, and she keeps reading this it's like a website. Site. Yeah, we, we this is an Angel Fire site, right? Mm. About, I don't know if it had the MIDI music in the background, but <laughs> um, if you get that joke, sorry. You're as old as we are. Um, <laughs> she Burn freaking, um, you and me. You know, she... This dude is like writing about writing as if he was her. Yeah, he's doing a blog of her, but like, but like what he wishes her. she would do. Yeah, instead of like going to be an actress, she's still like in that idol group. I think it was called Cham, if I recall. Yeah, I think you're right. And then, and then it, it gets upped, right? Because the writer, it was the writer of the show first, right? Yeah, like, like everyone gets- who wronged her. He or, gets stabbed. Yeah, like everyone who forces her into these shitty positions doing this awful crap, like they start to die. And she keeps having these crazy hallucinations like she's killing him. But you don't know if it's and her. And they get their eyes cut out, like they yeah, get stabbed like, it, all over the place. It's ice style. It's because awful. Because in Japan, they're not allowed to have real weapons. But. And, you know, they, they make you think, and we won't get into spoilers on the ending. but They make you think it's her, but you don't know. But you're not blah, sure. Blah, blah. And they make, they, At different times, you're not even sure if it's even happening because, like, she could just be hallucinating. It could be part of the yeah, series. Yeah, after everything happens, she will wake up in her bed, and like you don't know if she did, like did it and went home. And, and there's went times where something she's just dreaming. And or? there's times where something horrible happens, and you know there's like a cut, and then it, it, she's on the set. There's a David Lynch cut because yeah, because the show she's working on is a murder mystery show. So oh yeah, and they do um. <sighs> It's very well written. With how it is like very well written. the show she's on is like very much what she's going through. Like the character she's playing is going through all the same things that she's kind of going through, and it's just it's really weird. It's it's interesting. Um, so yeah, I mean, we can't really talk too much more about the. Yeah, you don't want to give itself, it away cause because it's, it's like, yeah because it, it this is one where you really want to yeah be in the like, dark about. What exactly is going what exactly on. is happening and and how it ends up because there's some cool twists towards the end that are that are actually clever. They're not the the usual like garbage. I didn't, see it I didn't see it coming at all. No, no, I didn't either. Very interesting. So anyway, what did you like about Perfect Blue? Uh, the writing, Other than what we the writing about. is excellent. It is for something so confusing is so trippy. They do a really good job of like kind of carrying you along so you're not confused. Um. Yeah, but you do have to, you have to kind of surrender yourself to the Lynchian nature of it, where like it is very true. You're not yeah. going like you can't get mad that you don't know what's real and what's not. You have to just understand that it's an unreliable narrator. Yeah, you have to just like roll with it because like you're not supposed to understand and, what's going and on. And I'll the whole say time. that eventually you will, you will find out. Like they, yeah, they will it, make it right. It has a like solid ending where you figure out who's doing what, what's going on, and you know everything. And I mean, even then. You don't know. You know, it's like the end of the Joker movie, right? Like, you don't know. It's still unreliable narrators. Half yeah. of that shit made him never happened, but it's it, it still ties it up satisfyingly. Yeah, no. I mean, it was very well put together, very well written. The animation was mediocre. It's nothing to write home about. But. Um, I like the style. I like the, the people look weird. It was a movie. The frame rate was good. It wasn't, like, jarring or anything. Yeah, but for a movie, yeah, the animation is not... It's not killer. It's it's it's, it's barely OVA tier for that era. <clears throat> yeah. Right. And I know we're getting to the late nineties where some stuff started to look a little cheaper because they're getting away from hand drawn. It was, you know. Yeah. It's functional anyway. Yeah, it does its job. But this is not something you're gonna you know, this isn't uh Maddox or whatever. Yeah, or like exactly. uh 
is something. It's, it's not, not. Do you remember love? It's not or, something you're gonna watch just for the animation. Yeah, Pat Labor the movie. Like it's not one of those things where you're like you're gonna drool over the animation. It's just not that. Regardless, if you want to watch a good '90s American indie movie, that but it's also anime that happens to be animated. This is your jam. Yeah, if you want to lo- watch like a hidden, a lost David Lynch movie that may be better than some of David Lynch's actual movies, certainly better than Eraserhead. No well, offense. Well, yeah. Check it out, man. It's good. Like I, I like it. I mean, I don't. The oh, my only real bitch about it is it's it's slow, and that's the style. So it's not. It's intentionally slow. It's not slow because they're not competent enough to keep yeah. moving. No, it's just it's. That kind of like slow burn. Yeah, the first you, like forty minutes or so is slow. And that it's uh, what is it, one hundred twenty minutes ish? No, it's an hour and twenty minutes. That's what I meant. And it feels like one hundred twenty minutes. It feels like two hours when it's yeah. an hour and twenty minutes because that first bit does drag. It really does. It drags. Um, not uninterestingly, again, it's not like it's terrible in that first part, but it's and the payoff is certainly worth it. But you have to understand, it's that kind of movie. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's a like, suspense movie, so it's going to do that. Yeah. That's its jam. I don't know. It's really good, but at the same time, like, I don't know. Well, you, just, you said earlier it's very not anime, and I do agree with that. I watch anime for, like, the escapism aspect. Yeah, the ridiculousness. And this isn't, I don't know. This like, could, this If this was live action, if they did this live action, you could do it shot for shot, and it would be no problem. Yeah, no, it has like it's just it's it's a '90s movie. <laughs> it's very yeah. It's you could do it live action, pretty much no problem. And it's mostly just kind of depressing. <laughs> I mean, the end kind of is better, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I took I took the ending differently than you did, so I don't I don't think it's I actually don't think it's that depressing. But there you you're not wrong that there is still. No, a, I, I agree with your assessment. But, but this. There's still the a dirty time, part. She still has all that. Like, no, yeah, no one comes out of it unscathed, she, right? She has still has all those skeletons in her closet. She has to deal with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but at any rate, um, I'd watch it. I'd check it out. You I know? would tell people to watch it. Yeah, unless you're really not into that kind of movie, I'd check it out. I mean, it's not long. You know, like I said, it's what eighty minutes, right? Hundred. It's it was an hour, hour and twenty. Yeah, so it's or eighty hour minutes, twenty-four, something yeah, like it's, that. It's it's less than an hour and a half. Yeah, so it's a good suspense length. You know, it, it's got that David Lynch kind of style. It, the good parts are really good. The twists are good. It's well written. I, I like it. You know, is it going to be the best thing ever? I don't know. Some people really love it. So you, the only reason it, it could really it is because people have been on about it forever. And, so, and it, I mean. it it could really align with your taste. Yeah, you know, it's funny because this is one of those. I think we watched damn near everything that was like really big and popular. Mm-hmm. Back then, absolutely, and this is one that just never yeah, I never it watched it. You never watched cracks, it, yeah. It really did. Um, and it's because of the this, you know, it was although it's weird because I watched a lot of that stuff back then, so I don't know. I, I honestly couldn't tell you why I never got around to it, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I would check it out unless you're really not into that style. You know, you if you really hate that David Lynch style, like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. And don't get me wrong, I'm not the guy who's going to watch David Lynch movies most of the it time. Was at, it was really tight compared to some of his shit. It though, is. You know what I mean? No, it's... Like, you're I, not going to be disappointed at the end. Like, I would everything check it gets out. sussed out. There's no questions. I like, would check it out. I mean, I, I think it's cool. And it's, you know... I mean, you, they don't explain her hallucinations, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, we tried to pick it, pick something for Halloween, and this is more... This is more in the vein of you know rear window or something right like it's a little more hitchcock yeah it definitely is than it is uh or david lynch as we said a million times than it is um or even the shining for that matter a lot of anime horror is just straight body horror yeah there's a lot about and this doesn't really have there's almost none that's actually scary or like animated it's always gonna be harder for it to be scary yeah that's what i mean so it's like a tough road to hoe to begin with it it is um because it's just not as real because it's animated so anyway, I don't know. Check it out. It's I think right now it's streaming on Amazon, but you got to rent it for a couple uh, bucks. I know it was streaming for free a while ago, either on Amazon or Netflix. Jeff Bezos and, is such a con. And depending on your we- your region, it probably is streaming for you. Like one of these days I'll get one of them. Um, sp- you know, NordVPN or somebody that sponsors yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. that freaking. Um, and no, we are not sponsored for the love of God, but. You know, so you can check out the other regions because I'm sure in 
some places, you know, maybe even in the UK or in Europe, Germany, maybe probably it's, yeah. it's probably streaming because it is pretty popular. It's not super obscure. It's just for some reason right now in the US, it is not at least not in any services that we checked, which is, you know, Hulu, HBO, High Dive, Funny, Crunchyroll, like none of them had it right now. So Yeah, nobody. Netflix, none of them had it right now. So I don't even think there's like a cleaned up version out of it. I couldn't find one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I there was a Blu-ray I saw online. So there, oh, but right. I don't know how much it cleans up because a lot of that late '90s stuff doesn't clean up as well. It's like how Vampire Hunter D: Bloodlust looks worse than Vampire Hunter D now after they cleaned up Vampire yeah, Hunter D. Yeah, it's true. It's kind of crazy. Anyway, that leads me right into today. So next week, Vampire Hunter D or Blood the Last Vampire? Ooh, I don't know. We'll have to keep that a mystery till next week. Maybe we'll do both. Who knows? Maybe we'll just talk about the. Uh, I don't know. Venture Brothers Halloween episode. We'll see. <laughs> it's a good one. Eat my pleasure toast. <laughs> ah, Cinnabite's the best. Anyway, <laughs> that was funny. They're like, we're going to, like, they're going to do a fucking reboot of that. Um, oh, don't. Let's, we'll save that. No, but like, we're going to make all the Cinnabites chicks. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I know, right? Like, don't threaten me with a good time. Oh, no. Pinhead as a sexy lady. God forbid. Anyway, next week. We're going to do some more shit. So we'll see you then. Peace. Well, that's all for today, everyone. We'd like to thank all of you for tuning into another episode of the Gaijin Animation Appreciation Hour. Please remember to like and subscribe. And may your entertainment be always, well, entertaining. <laughs>